welcome to the Library Coven. We're back with episode nine of Bake Off, talking about baking stuff. We'll be back to books next week, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you think of this week? Who are, who are you? Oh yeah, I'm Jesse. I'm Kelly. <laughs> oh my god, I I don't even know where to begin. I guess we should begin at the beginning. No, but like for my initial reactions, like, yeah, I don't even know what to say. I. <sighs> For a second at the beginning, I was like, what's the difference between pastry and patisserie? And then I put mm-hmm. it together. Okay, good, good. And then chaos ensued. Yes. Let's point out at the top that patisserie, as they emphasize at the beginning of the episode, is all about how good it looks and looking perfect. I think that is really important as we move forward in talking about the episode. <laughs> I really liked Noel's little song at the beginning also. <laughs> <laughs> It was really cute. Do you have any experience making patisserie? I guess. uh, Well, it's hard because like, I think macarons count and like eclairs count. um, But that is the extent of my experience, I would say. I I guess pan au chocolat counts, but I would say mine don't look like patisserie ready as far as my like chocolate croissants go. My macarons, I'm pretty proud of them. They look really good. Yeah, they look (laughs) amazing, especially when you coordinate them to book covers. I love those. Then they're like perfect. What about the you? Do you have any patisserie experience? No. Time to get on it. Apparently. Make your cute little things. I think Savaron seems like Savaron. That seems pretty cool. Like they look like little donuts to me. <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, I like the idea that you could fill them with what like a sweet yeasted dough. I love. Mm-hmm. So what's not to love? And then you can put whatever you want in it and decorate it in cool ways. I think they're they're meant to be like soaked in something, which I also thought was really cool. I've done like bundt cakes soaked with like lemon drizzle or like lemon juice. I find soaking things to be like, I'm always worried I over soak them, you know? Yeah. Well, Peter was just like, he did really well because his were very flavorful. Yeah. And no alcohol in his. I think they're traditionally soaked in alcohol. And he was like, I'm super boring. I don't really drink very much. <laughs> He's like, I'm such a square. I was like, at least you own up to it, dude. I I relate to that really hard because I also don't drink very much. And mm-hmm. I don't really use alcohol very often in baking for no other reason than I don't normally have it at home. <laughs> right. But he was just like so cute being like, I'll go. He was like, I'll go to the club for like an hour and then and I want to go home. And then it's too late. And I'm like, ugh hardcore relate peter you understand my soul but i also want to be like are you even old enough like aren't you like 12 (laughs) (laughs) 20 i think yeah and i think the drinking rules are different there yeah 18 is it 18 okay because i was just thinking like you're really young how are you allowed into a club (laughs) (laughs) i guess we've already started the signature and so i guess dave did like passion fruit chocolate mango and tequila which tequila is my favorite of all the alcohols (laughs) so i was like "Ooh, i don't know what that's gonna taste like but it's got tequila in it i would definitely eat that (laughs) (laughs) you and prue on the same page it was so funny like watching prue just get excited to eat all these boozy cakes (laughs) (laughs) and then for her to have peter be her favorite just seemed she was she was very surprised that was a surprise for sure yeah dave has gone back to Mexico as he calls it several times for inspiration yeah I I did start to wonder I was like does he have like Mexican heritage or something like Mm -hmm. I guess it's possible I don't know but he seems to have been influenced a lot by like I guess Mexican like spices or 
and alcohol in this case. Right. And then I think with like the, but also several times like the aesthetically, like the beach theme. Mm -hmm. So like a very beachy version of Mexico. So for sure. (laughs) Tom Um, DeLonge. Yeah. Tom DeLonge. Uh, I also really well. He did yeah, so well. I, I wanted to eat those. Oh my gosh! And and actually, I think his actually looked the best. They looked so cute on that little like passion fruit curd that he made. Like he really got it to set really well. And they just like Paul was kind of like I don't know like how you would really eat this, but it did look really good. Yeah. And now I want to like know what a passion fruit tastes like. <laughs> I know. Well, you could just. I guess you might be able to get them at the grocery store. I have no idea. Yeah, I might be able to. Get it from Sprouts. Sprouts is the best. Ooh, yeah. Let me check it out. Also, mm-hmm. there's also a lot of um, local um, Mexican shops around here where I live. Oh. So yeah, good place to get them. Then. If they have the produce, I'm going to check it yeah. out. Yeah. Not right now. I'm staying in my house. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to get it delivered. I've been surprised at some of the places that are doing delivery. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like we have like a local Asian food store here and they're doing delivery and I'm like, oh, I should get some stuff from there. Definitely. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe you could do some plant, plant some bakes. Yeah. Well, I wonder if I could get like, what is it called? Yuzu? Yeah. I want to know what it tastes like. <laughs> Yum. Oh my gosh. Great idea. Great idea. Who else? Who else baked things? Laura baked things. Laura? I... I <laughs> I watched it this morning. I don't remember what hers looked like. I mean, I don't remember what her flavors were. I think I remember seeing maybe kiwi on there. And she used kirsch. That's right. So a cherry liqueur. Yeah. Oh, were, were her, was hers like Black Forest? No, that was her. The last one? Showstopper, yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't really 100% remember what her flavors were. I know that. They were of different sizes and different colored bakes. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. They didn't look super professional. Yeah, which yes. has been a consistent theme. Yeah, seems particularly important during patisserie week. It does, or at least it should. Shouldn't it, Jesse? It should. And then Hermine did have some a little bit of trouble with her. She redid hers um, with like about an hour left. She did. Oh, she did like a rum baba. That was both. That's right. Both of them did rum babas. Yeah. Or uh, it was actually called something sim- something different. Home. Yeah, that that was it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Hermine is from France, so she knows. <laughs> so I think Hermine's was like a little bit more closed textured, they said, and more like a bread than like a cake. Which makes sense because she had a little less proving time than everyone else. But I thought it was mm-hmm. really bold, a bold choice mm-hmm. to make a new dough. And I thought that, you know, they should have taken that into a like how good they looked into account in addition to the clothes texture yeah because they were like they look very good like they could be like they look professionally done and very elegant which is in theory the point because they mentioned it so many times at the top of the show mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna guess that, that the people listening can tell we're a little annoyed with this week <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of a uh, a lot of tone tone <laughs> tone <laughs> i'm not sure yeah Ooh. Mm. yeah i'm not sure when we're gonna actually we'll get to it yeah okay so everyone did like okay um obviously i think peter and dave did like the best yes this week 
and they I, they were really putting the pressure on Peter and Hermine on both Peter and Hermine yeah it's just like wow you all are excellent and so you better be excellent this time and it's like god geez the pressure oh my gosh so much pressure I did feel bad because Peter did get Starbaker season or on during episode one and having watched like a quite a few seasons it's not very normal for, like it's not the usual for the person who gets Starbaker the first episode to make it to the final um so I'm always like scared for whoever is the first Starbaker because they don't normally make it I think it's been like Peter and Rahul and that's it wow <laughs> if my memory is correct it probably is so <laughs> <laughs> you've done a lot of baking studying yeah too much probably no not enough actually so yeah they were really putting the pressure on peter because he had such a bad week last week right and it was so close to he was so close to being eliminated last week which is i mean for the drama i get why they did it Mm -hmm. yeah but i thought it was a little heavy-handed yeah and then they did like similar with hermine they were like oh you're gonna be so good at patisserie you're gonna be so good at patisserie this was you were the only one who's been starbaker twice and so they were really putting the pressure on hermine as well to do like exceptional work yeah which isn't fair. Just like let everyone have an in theory clean slate. Yeah. But they did give Dave kind of a lot of praise about how much he's like grown over this, this season. Just that he's become so much more confident, which I think he really has. And it's been like nice to see. I know Dave is like not many people's favorites, <laughs> but I think he's really improved over the season. You can definitely see that. The technical. What? What? What was this technical? It did not look appetizing to me. It did not look fun to bake. It's just like you could have picked literally anything else. Patisserie. I thought it was uh, an interesting choice because I think when we think of patisserie, we think of French baking alone and that's it. But apparently like patisserie also has like roots in Danish baking. And there was one other place. I looked it up earlier. Let's see if it's still up. (laughs) Oh, in German. Yeah, didn't know. <laughs> but interesting to see them do something from somewhere else. But it it looked really cool, but it looked really hard. <laughs> yeah, it did. It just didn't look like that appetizing to eat, honestly. It seemed like a hard cookie mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And we, had, we saw some of the bakers struggle with uh, leaving them in too long in the oven. And then they were very tough. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Dave's, like... <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It looked like a penis. <laughs> and I was just like, I guess he didn't know what a cornucopia was, which is fine. I think it's hard because like, because we have Thanksgiving here and like you just grow up like with the cornucopias, like a big part of that. So I'm like, of course I know what it looks like, but they don't have Thanksgiving there. So <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. That's some good context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just looked like a droopy unicorn horn <laughs> protruding. <laughs> Paul was laughing so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that part was really funny. He's like, let's start here. I mean, he always says that, but there was just a little inflection that was funny. Well, and he just starts laughing and Prue is like, get it together, Paul. (laughs) I mean, very phallic. (laughs) (laughs) And it was very overbaked. Yes. Although not the worst. He did come in third. Dave came in third. Yep. And then Laura came in last because hers was literally falling apart and looked terrible. 
during patisserie week (laughs) once more and they said was almost raw like marzipan so hers wasn't even cooked there have been a lot of finishes in the technical down in the bottom and not in the technical for laura yeah and especially when the visual presentation is in theory so important for this week Yeah. yeah it's just been i was frustrated the entire episode yeah I mean, I wasn't until the end. <laughs> so I guess we should mention Hermine got second. Hers seemed to have been the best baked. Like it was still kind of soft and chewy inside. And hers, I think hers was the only one who didn't seem to be overbaked. And she got the shape right. Yeah, her shape was like perfect. Mm-hmm. It looked good during patisserie week. <laughs> <laughs> Repetition is key to learning everyone. So I think so. I think so. I, I think it's important that we keep highlighting this. <laughs> <laughs> and then Peter came in first. I think his looked okay, but he like seemed to have gotten like he had like the 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 white the royal frosting was like drizzled correctly. He had like his little chocolate things done right and he his shaping wasn't perfect, but it was like it looked like a horn and not like a penis. So <laughs> And I guess his was baked pretty good, maybe a little overbaked, but he did pretty, He, I mean, he came in first in technical, which was once more. Yeah. Again, we saw Peter and Hermine at the top of the technical, which it seems like they've been fairly regularly. Yeah. I mean, Peter almost always gets first in technical, which is like kind of surprising because he's not always in line for Star Baker. And it just kind of goes to show that the signature and the showstopper matter more than the technical, it seems like, which I think is fair. Oh, really? I think it's not fair. Oh, really? (laughs) I feel like they need to be weighted equally. Otherwise, they need to, like, let the audience know and the bakers know. Because this is actually my issue with this season that a lot of times it seems to come down to just the showstopper. And at that point, it's kind of unfair to whoever has done well in the signature and the technical. Because, like, you can do really well in those. And then the showstopper really, like is the end of it like I think we actually saw that for Mac or much earlier in the season maybe like episode three or two um where he didn't like meet the brief of the showstopper even though he had come in like in kind of up at the top for the technical and he was still sent home so I think if the showstopper is going to be weighted more heavily than everything else then they need to let us all know because at this point it also seems like very unfair (laughs) just some transparency would be nice (laughs) I agree with you especially so like I could see the reasoning for not weighting the technical as heavily because you can't like prepare for it or whatever Mm -hmm. but yes your point that they have to tell people yeah just let us know because I also think like I actually enjoy the technical I know it's like very frustrating for the bakers and I couldn't imagine having to do that but it really I feel like gives us a good sense of like what the bakers do know like what is their knowledge base which I think is very important and like what we see with Peter a lot is he does really well and I think it's because he's probably studied the most and maybe like a lot of the other bakers haven't taken the time to like not that they haven't taken the time but like maybe like Peter's just put in a lot of work to make sure that he knows a lot of things and that really comes in handy like if things go wrong or if you need to like know how to read through a recipe so I just think it comes in handy yeah it it seems to be like a function of the uh how were generationally like trained mm-hmm. or or like rewarded when you're good at taking tests and good at following instructions and good at like knowing what the expectations are and how to like appease authority figures so 
I don't know. That just makes me think about that too sometimes. Yeah. And also Peter is very smart and a very good baker. <laughs> yeah, he is. I guess we should also mention like this challenge seemed particularly difficult in like the directions of like how to build it up. Yes. Laura really struggled with this part. I think maybe the most um, just like trying to figure out like what the shape is supposed to be. But it did. I mean, it. in all honesty, it seemed very complicated. They did give them a template, but I think it I mean, it did seem hard. <laughs> Yeah, the shaping, it seemed like it could get, and we saw this with Laura, that she got overwhelmed, you know, mm -hmm. and, and just, yeah, lost lost the thread of the instructions and, you know, and everything. And that happens. Mm -hmm. Especially in, like, these high-tense situations. I think we also saw that, like, none of the bakers baked in batches. They just, like, put everything in the oven all at the same time, even though they were the same, like, I mean, not the same. They were all different. Very different sizes. Shapes and sizes. And Paul was like, you should have put them all in different times, you know? Like, the one that's a tiny little ball is not going to cook at the same time that like as the that one that looks wing. like a donut, basically. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't my favorite technical because it just didn't, Normally I'm like excited. I I could imagine myself being excited to eat the things that are in the technical. And or it's like I, I learned something, something well, I guess I did learn something this time. But I don't know. Yeah. I will say it's better than like the season where Mary had them make Victoria's sponges in there for their technical challenge on the final. So <laughs> Oh my gosh, I do not remember that. When was that? That's the season with Candace. Um, I think it was actually Mary's final season and she had to make a Victoria sponge. And I was like, are like, I think I can make that from memory. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> it's just like ratios. Yeah, it is. So I was just kind of like, what? what? That's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Anyways, I appreciate a more complicated technical. So this was interesting for that. I also really like almond flavored stuff. So I could mm. see myself like eating this but probably wouldn't put it together in such a way <laughs> showstopper cube cakes <laughs> isn't there like a name for these well i think they're like normal what are they petty fours yeah i guess i guess petty fours don't have to be in the you know a cube shape because i think we've seen sometimes them make there was a season where they made little hearts or like different shaped stuff so I don't really know what this is other than lots of little cakes making one big cake. <laughs> yeah, it's very meta, meta cake. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it required like a lot of precision because they wanted everything to be square and like look nice and neat as it is patisserie week. <laughs> Four and a half hours or something? Four hours and Yeah, they had minutes. a lot of time, but I think it was necessary. I think we did see a season and actually I think it was a season with Candace where they had to make petty fours and mm -hmm. it's like... It is a lot to do. Because you have to cut them out, right? And then assemble and then decorate. But you, they can't be hot when you're doing any of that stuff. So it does take a lot of time management and skills. And we saw everyone but Peter using silicone molds and then cutting them off. I was like, this is so wasteful. Could you believe that? I, I was just like, you're seriously with an X-Acto knife on these? I, my husband was like, those are reusable, aren't they? And I was like, yes. Like, That's I don't know what's point. going on. <laughs> he was like, they're not meant to be used that way, are they? Because, you know, he doesn't bake. Um, and I was like, no, like, I don't know why they're all cutting them open. It was incredibly and was like, wasteful. 
yeah dave was like these are like nine pounds a piece which i think is very close to like nine dollars um so they're like not super cheap either mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i that was astounding to me but peter was like these molds are really hard to get things out of so i'm gonna cut it like yep. a boss <laughs> uh-huh it's like it's all about strategy friends Hmm. i guess we could start with peter he like knocked it out of the park he made three different kinds of cakes he did three different yeah a three by three like combination you know so that mm-hmm. the three different cakes three different fillings did he fill them with a mousse yeah and like each of three them three different like, uh like toppings yeah he did i think it was pistachio chocolate and raspberry and each Yum. of them like varied like where those ingredients fell into place in the cakes it was so complicated. He did a mirror glaze, which looked fantastic. Yep. He made the red one look good. I was shocked. I was like, Peter, patisserie week? What? what? <laughs> and just like execution on every level. And uh, then I, I thought it was cute that Peter was like, um, would you try the third kind of cake? Because I want to know what you think about it. And it's my favorite. <laughs> and And paul was like oh that's a little disappointing (laughs) and peter was like no and then paul was joking it was was really sweet Mm -hmm. like peter's like grabbing his hair he's like oh no what have i done like huge mistake asking them to try this and then it's not even good (laughs) and yeah it looked amazing kudos and then dave actually dave also i think did three different like he had dark chocolate milk chocolate white chocolate yes and what they said was a very hot day in the tent. And they called his a triumph. His also looked really good. Yay, Dave. And he made his own supports out of cookies or biscuit. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't he was the only one. That. Yeah. That seems like the sort of thing that they would have done. I mean, like, everything has to be edible. Dun dun. Yeah, at the beginning there were like extra points if your supports are made are also edible, but Dave was the only one to make his edible and I was just like I mean, he did a really good job. I he was really like, did. You know that they, they looked like um do you ever get those like big things of chocolate like uh that have like all the different chocolates in there? Yeah. They kinda looked like that. <laughs> totally. They were super cute. And then we had Hermine. Okay, this is where I think Hermine obviously went wrong because she changed her recipe at the last minute and that did cause a lot of problems yeah do you remember what how she said she changed her recipe she didn't mention how just that she had changed it like literally the day before that's probably very nerve-wracking to have done that Mm -hmm. and not feel prepared coming into the showstopper of patisserie when all this pressure's been put on you that sucks yeah she had two flavors of cakes i think one was cherry and chocolate with like raspberry and then i actually don't remember what the other one was and she didn't think she was going to finish on time she was kind of struggling but she got everything out and it wasn't like the neatest thing she's ever done but it was i mean it was presentable (laughs) it definitely definitely yeah there wasn't like chocolate dripping everywhere yeah for example for example and she baked two things she had two different things which also was brave of her to do when she knew that she was kind of like struggling with having changed her recipe yeah and she still she still like went for it went big Mm -hmm. yeah for sure which is the point you know that's supposed to be a fucking showstopper exactly (laughs) 
I was impressed with how well she like kept her cool also because she seemed really stressed, but she like kind of, you know, wasn't falling to pieces over it, which, you know, it's also fine that people do that. I was just like, I would like to be her mean in moments of stress. <laughs> <laughs> Very collected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Laura. All right. Let's talk about Laura. <laughs> Once again, the presentation fell very short. During patisserie week when presentation should be like the most important thing or so they said at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> so if we call that the brief, then it's like, well, did you meet the brief? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, no. Yeah. She's the only one who only made one thing. She did like Black Forest cake, gato. I don't mm-hmm. know what the difference is between cake and a gato. It just <laughs> is the French word for cake. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very helpful. You're yes. welcome. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yep. And she w- wanted to do a mirror glaze and it was not even close to to working at all. How was it so thin i don't know because she's like heaping on the gelatin like you know i actually need to like grab something fast i have i have a note from a book that i'm reading (laughs) i didn't know that you use gelatin for a mirror glaze do you i did know that i've never made a mirror glaze it seems like it would be kind of difficult because it's all about like getting the temperature of the chocolate right and then if you like heat it up too fast or cool it down too fast and it's not gonna or get the texture wrong then it doesn't work I think so. Sorry, I'm just like flipping pages. <laughs> I love I'm these like, sound effects. Sound effects. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I really don't know how a mirror glaze works because, I mean, Peter made one that was raspberry and one that was pistachio. So that's like very different. No chocolate. Or white chocolate. Do you think he put white chocolate in there? I mean, I think a mirror glaze usually is made out of chocolate. Of some kind, but I could be wrong. I mean, I have no idea. All right. So this is um, a note from my book in the Sweet Kitchen by Reagan Daly. I'm just like studying baking. So this is a note. And I read this after I watched the episode that and it made me think of Laura. And it's on page 44. It says, you certainly don't have to be a fanatically neat baker, but a clear workspace and a lack of extraneous clutter will prevent a huge percentage of baking disasters right off the bat. (laughs) That is very appropriate. Wow. I just wanted to point it out because like Laura is having a disaster at every twist and turn, but she also seems to like, there's just things everywhere. I'm just like, if you just slow down for one second, (laughs) I think you could really get it together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to watch it happen, unfold in front of you. But having been, I have baked with you before, and you are a very (laughs) clean baker. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine I'm not the most fun person to bake with because I'm like very meticulous. And I like to clean as I go normally. Yeah, exactly. So I was just following the brief. I was just following the brief. (laughs) It's also hard because I don't put my cat away often when I bake. So I just also have to like make sure there's no spices or anything she can't have. That's like somewhere in the kitchen because like she's just there all the time. <laughs> um. I did look at mirror, uh, look up mirror glaze. Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, mirror glazes include sweetened condensed milk, some chocolate, some water, some gelatin, and then flavorings and colorings. Okay. So they do always have chocolate. Yes. Okay. 
So I guess you would probably use like a white chocolate if you don't want it to be like super chocolatey. I think so. Interesting. And there's lots of cool things. Like there's lots of cool like ways you can color and make things look marbled and stuff. Maybe I should try mirror glaze. That sounds fun. Definitely. Like some of these are incredible because you could pour it over something that you've crumb coated, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another challenge. Another baking challenge. Yeah. Anyways, they said Laura's tasted pretty good. And And that's about it. Yeah. Obviously, it looked like trash. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then her means, they said, I think her cherry one tasted good. The other one, like the brown one, didn't taste very good. And I think Prue was actually a little bit harsh with her mean, calling it like saying that her means was like kind of a failure. That does seem unwarranted because they don't usually say things like that unless it's like, an absolute unmitigated disaster well and it was surprising i think mostly coming from prue because i think we do see that a lot from paul like even when people are like (laughs) on the verge of tears he's still giving his very harsh critiques but we almost never see it from prue so it also felt like i was like oh my gosh like it wasn't that bad (laughs) right yeah it did feel harsh i agree so I was nervous going into like their deliberations and everything because of how, I mean, obviously we only see the edited version of all of the feedback and everything, but they're making it, they made it seem like Hermine was in a lot of trouble go- to go home. Yeah. Prue said she'd like to give Star Baker to both Dave and Peter, which was sweet because they both did really well this week. Noel brought up the good point, I think, that it always seems to come down to the showstopper for Laura. And he pointed out that it's been about five weeks, obviously not last week, Laura did really well, but it's been about five weeks worth of show that Laura has done pretty badly and is always coming down in the bottom. And then she keeps getting saved by a showstopper. And that's five out of nine episodes. Yeah. And I want to take a second to point out that when it was between Mac and Rowan going home, they talked about how they didn't think Mac was growing as the show went on. Um, and they really seemed to like look back on past bakes, like past weeks um, with both Mac. And I think actually with Rowan as well, where they were like, well, I think he's learning week to week. But when it came to Hermine, who has done consistently well, and Laura, who has like consistently, almost consistently struggled, obviously she's been star baker once. And then last week she did really well. They seem to not look back on the past and see how Laura has really struggled. And for me, this was really unfortunate because I feel like they let someone in go move on to the final who is probably should have gone home weeks ago. And it's really disappointing because I feel like Hermine really deserved a spot in the final and Laura I mean, honestly, I don't think she's going to be able to keep up. And maybe I'll eat my words and she'll win. But then at the same time, I would also feel like someone won who didn't even deserve to be there. (laughs) I was really upset with this judging, with the sending Hermine home. Same. It it doesn't seem like the... I don't know. It just seems like they're giving benefit of the doubt to certain people and not to others. And it seems to follow a consistent racial line. Well, and... It's hard to because like I think that the show's done a really good job for the most part usually keeping the best bakers despite racial differences 
religious differences, you know, all those sorts of things. I think they've done a really good job. But this week, I was like very reminded of the power of the tears of white women. And Mm. it was really frustrating to see Hermine go home. I think she's obviously the better baker. And yes, she did have a bad week. But I think Laura also had a bad week. And they didn't take the fact that it was patisserie week into account when it came to Laura, but they, or Hermine, like for Hermine, they took into account only how it looked. And then for Laura, they took into account only how it tasted. And I don't really think that was fair to either one of them. No, white, white lady tears. Super powerful. I also have seen that Laura has been getting like a lot of shit on social media and stuff. And I also don't think that is deserved either. Like, I think it's fine to like criticize people's bakes and like how that went, but like, Obviously, there have been like fat phobic comments about Laura and there have been people being like really mean to her saying it's her that that it's Laura's fault that Hermine went home when that is not the case at all. It's obviously the judges who decided that. And so it's the judge's fault that Hermine went home. So like, don't be shitty to Laura either. Like, (laughs) yeah. um, just point that out. Now, I'm also sure that there have been like lots of racist comments about Hermine, but like no one's talking about that either. Mm-hmm. because apparently priorities <laughs> um, <laughs> once again let's yeah we just got to bring it back look at who's being centered and why you know yeah no reason to be mean yeah but it is frustrating that it seems like the judges expect messiness from laura and expect perfection aesthetically from her mean mm-hmm. but also it's just like it seems like different standards which is yeah. i think the discrepancy they're pointing out yeah i agree Hermine's been like really gracious about it and has also asked that people stop like bullying Laura which was really nice of her to do but also really sucks that she has to watch an episode where she got sent home and then defend the person who got to stay so just yeah one more example of how women of color are doing more labor yeah there's also been lots of complaints of favoritism towards Laura, I think because she consistently somehow stays in even when she maybe should have gone home. Yeah, that's been my biggest struggle this season, I think, is that sometimes like the baker who deserves to go home has often stayed. Well, I want to ask what you think about um, the hosts now that we've most of the way through the season. I think I still miss Sandy. And I miss the relationship Sandy and Noel had together. I also think Sandy was really good at comforting the bakers. Not that Noel and Matt aren't, but um, I think Sandy was like, I don't know, more comforting. And very genuine. And like it seemed like take, took into account the stress that the bakers are under and what her role was is like support, you know. And, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. seemed like then Noel was also more in that role when Sandy was there. But I saw a tweet the other day. Yeah, Hannah McGregor talked about how or made some comment about how it seems like the at least like during the bakes, like Noel and Matt are just like doing things and the bakers are just like watching them happen rather than like them be meaningful interactions and stuff. And I hadn't really thought about that bu- it, that way before because um, I'd like the skits and things like that. And they do have, you know, cute moments together. But I agree with the overall impression that it seems to be less about the bakes and the baking and more about like oh here's some antics in the middle of the episode and maybe part of that is like I don't know how much interaction the bakers are having with like Noel and Matt and Paul and Prue like on their off days since they're all staying at the same place so maybe like the kind of 
like things that we would normally get between the hosts and the contestants is different because they're having like these more meaningful interactions like off camera so they don't really feel the need to like have those same conversations or talk about the same things on camera Mm. yeah the change in form is important to take into account yeah and actually I think um, I've seen some people talk about how this has been like one of the sloppier seasons of Bake Off as far as like the bakers go like as far as like their bakes have gone and I would agree with that and I think part of that is like instead of having like a whole week to practice in between each weekend they are only having like two days so I think that's also made like a big difference in like the caliber of the bakers um just having like less time to spend practicing things slash it's a pandemic so can you imagine like how much you'd probably feel a lot more like resourced and supported if you could you know go have this fun experience every weekend for 10 weeks and then go back home and have your life and some stability and stuff instead of uprooting everything and and putting everything on pause and coming and doing this it's just a very different type of experience than the other bake-offs we've seen yeah and actually and I mean some of them I think have risen to the occasion we've still seen some really great bakes and um, I do think I've read that they get all the recipes up front obviously except for the technicals so like they could have practiced earlier but really hard when um when there's like a flour shortage and like it's hard to get ingredients and stuff. So it's probably been a lot harder for them to have practice beforehand as well. Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. I think that's all my, all my anger. I think I have put it out into the world. You felt like you, you vented properly. I think so. I'll probably vent some more um, (laughs) (laughs) with other people and at a later time, but I am happy for Dave and Peter. I will say that they've both just, really great bakers and they really deserve to be there like just been consistent the whole time and just and it seems like they're i'm i hope that the final can be like everyone having some fun and just like enjoying the experience and i'm sad that it's gonna be over i know i know i also guess like i'm a little like I'm nervous about it because I actually one of the reasons I really liked Hermine like the idea of Hermine Dave and Peter going to the final is that I could root for all of them (laughs) like if any of them had won I would have been happy and I don't really like to root against someone in Bake Off and I haven't since Stacy so (laughs) (laughs) Stacy I didn't like (laughs) Stacy who do you think will win I really do think it's between Peter and Dave. Yeah. I think it's a toss up. I think it, if Peter executes, then it'll be him. Yeah. But if he like gets flustered or something. We've only seen it once. One time. <laughs> one, one infamous time. Yeah. I think that the judges expect, it seems like they expect more from Peter than they do from Dave sometimes. Mm-hmm. But Dave like really comes out with the flavors and the judges really seem to be impressed by that. And Laura does too. So we'll see. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people online. I've been on the Bake Off subreddit, which is a magical place. Although some people are obviously shitty. um, (laughs) (laughs) But people have brought up Steph a few times. I won't say any more than that, but people are concerned about the final as far as Peter goes. I see. Yeah. It's hard to be excellent. It's hard. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> she was above and beyond. I think, oh, my God, totally. Like, Steph? How many times did she get Star Baker? Like, five? Like Yeah, and she what? seemed, like, 
humble and shocked every time. Ugh, I just love her. I love it. Love. All right. Okay, now that's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're done for real. Uh, until next time, stay magical. Bye. <laughs>